Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. And today we are talking about, well, we're actually giving you sumo's greatest hits from the July Basho days 10 through 15. But I think we have some current news to discuss first. Well, yeah, I mean, besides the obvious, we have a a winner. But we're not going to tell you who it is yet. I just wanted to start out by just saying that this is something that's maybe obvious to some, but maybe not to others. But I just want to give a shout out to Chio Tairu's sideburns. Oh, you know, I'm so glad you did. They are tremendous, they aren't are they? They are tremendous. They really should be noted, and right? I think that, he's the only one. Yeah, he's got the old school sideburns, kind of like the guys in the 60s did. Like, I think all the sumo wrestlers in the 60s did. But they're not mutton when... chops. They're not that bad. No, they're, they're pretty big. I, I mean, they don't, they're I, pretty I big. think I need to go back and look at them again. Well, anyway, it. I mean, kudos to him because yeah. I love him. I love that he rocks his own facial hairstyle. He beats so his own drum. He does. And it just should be noted that it's awesome from my point of view. Also, during this tournament, Hako had 1,000 matches as a Yokozuna. I know. Isn't that fabulous? That is wow-worthy. And I was so confused for a moment because on social media, he put a picture of himself with a cake on it that said 1,000. And the translation was so poor (laughs) that it was like, it's my 1,000th of 1,000th of 1,000th of 1,000th of match 1,000th. And I was like, what is going on? I could not figure it out. Yes, and kudos to you for saying 1,000th so many times in a row. (laughs) That was kind of amazing. So yay for Hakaho. That's pretty cool. I can also say that they actually made it through the whole tournament without any coronavirus infections that we know of yet. So that is pretty impressive. I mean, and Abi never returned to the boss show. Nothing really has been said about him. It's like they just kind of erased him. (laughs) I think there's going to be more coming. I think so. But in the meantime, they certainly did not utter his name. Mm -hmm. The JSA chairman said, after this boss show... Going out for new wrestler recruitment and homecoming will be subject to the master's permission. I guess the stable master's permission. But new guidelines will be put into place. Also, after two weeks, all wrestlers will have to be tested for the new corona antibodies. If the government declared an emergency again, the JSA spokesperson said it would be difficult to hold the place. Meaning the next Basho. Oh, got it. Place is one of those weird Google translations. They always say place instead of tournament. Okay. So that's where they're at. They're going to test everybody in a couple of weeks and see if there's any surprises. And then they would have to isolate and... Then between now and what September thirteenth, hope that let's just hope everybody stays safe, yeah, and healthy. Absolutely, and I'm absolutely sure that they'll probably be on just as much of a lockdown now, post tournament as they were pre tournament. Probably, and and if anything goes wrong, we can just go thanks, Abby. Thanks, thanks. Abby. <laughs> no, I did read a little tidbit today that said something about he went to some sort of hostess bar and it was like a karaoke bar maybe and he was seen coming in and out of the bathroom or something. He was spotted. So oh maybe my God. he was he trying goes to, to the be bathroom? He goes to the bathroom first of all. That was a surprise. <laughs> No, but he was spotted. I think I just read that on one of the boards. That's so like I that maybe is complete makeup. Gossip. But, that's but I, like that's true. I heard gossip. it from somebody oh on my the God. board. He went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom. Was photographed. <laughs> so that's about all I have for the news front. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. 
You're very welcome. So let's jump back into the tournament. When last we recorded, after day nine, this seems like ages ago. It was. But after day nine, Asanoyama and Hakuho were tied with no losses. Shodai and Terunofuji were tied with one loss each. Mm-hmm. And Onosho had not won a match yet, so he was... Oh, and nine. So this is day nine. Okay. So day, yeah, that was at the end of day nine. So day 10. Mm -hmm. You guys know how it went. uh, Yeah, you you watched it. You know how it went. We're just (laughs) recapping. But I do have to put a nod whenever something really good and funny happens. And it did happen in day 10. Kageyaki versus (laughs) Enho. He tried to Enho Kageyaki, but he just couldn't get to Kageyaki's belt. Kageyaki slapped him away. He went in low again, and Kageyaki simply pancaked the guy. Both men ended up chest down in the dirt, one on top of each other, crotch to head, sumo sandwich of the day. Yeah. It, I laughed hysterically Yeah, I was sitting next to you. I laughed because I was like... Kagayaki just totally nutted Inho. And we all saw it on television. Well, you don't often get to see... A nut crash on television? Yeah, just the bare ass of one sumo wrestler with poor Inho's head sticking out in between his legs. I know. At least it was the back of his head, right? Because he was belly down. It oh, was, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the back, back of his head. <laughs> could have been worse. <laughs> I had written that, like, Inho was a real rascal, so that's how I write notes. <laughs> He was a real rascal, and he was all over the place until Kageyaki slapped him down and nutted him. (laughs) He had nutted him. So that's how we're starting off our sumo wrap-up. That's right. I mean, it was really a memorable moment. It really was. We all can recall the visual of that unfortunate end. Just so good. You don't see that very often. You just have to appreciate it. it. They took it well. They just stood up like, oh, this happens every day. Nobody giggled. Yeah. They just were very professional about it. Yeah. It was great. Endo went up against Onosho that day. And Onosho extended his streak with another loss on day 10, so he was 0 and 10. And even the commentators started to joke about his name and say, oh, no, he didn't show up today. Uh, The guy, you know what I think he needs? He needs a new name. You think? Yeah, he I don't know. It was just... He needs like a hell yeah show instead of an oh no show. (laughs) Doesn't he? Wouldn't that just make you feel like fighting more? I bet yeah, you I bet that's... you a dollar he comes out with a new name soon. Well, maybe. I would think that that event would be one that would kind of cause that sort of big shift in a career. But I don't know. Prior to this, he wasn't he he didn't have any tournaments that were that bad. No, did he? he's no, he did great last time. I think it just got to him. Once he got past like five, six, seven days, I think he was just like Oh my God, well, I'm in the hole. That's and it was so hard mentally to get out of there. It just was so painful to watch. Well, and it's, you know, it's But I was cheering him on. Oh, I didn't were. care who he was going up against. I was like, please win, kid. Just, yep. I want this for you. But he didn't win on day 10. No. Also on day 10, Shodai versus Dae Show. This was a very evenly matched match, if I can say that. Mm-hmm. There was a big hit by Daisho. Major blowout. Yeah. Head into Shodai's sternum. And then Daisho put his hands to Shodai's neck. He did, you know, those kinds of pushes where you just go, oh my God, they're going to break the guy's jaw or neck or yeah. something. That's what Daisho was doing to Shodai. He just kept coming and coming and coming and knocked Shodai up 
and out, which took Shodai to two losses yeah. on day 10. That was kind Tsukidoshi. of a biggie because yeah. he was tied in second place. Yeah. Mi Takeyumi versus Asano Yama was also day 10. Ooh. This was a big fight. Again, evenly matched both of these fighters in Sanyaku. It was a Sekewake and an Ozeki. They really meeting. hustled in this Two match. Two big, big men. So there was a big hit. Mitakeyumi pulled Asanoyama off balance, and Osanayama just could not get a grip on Mitakeyumi's belt. Mm-hmm. Mitakeyumi grabbed Osanayama's belt, spun, and threw Asanoyama out of the ring with a big, beautiful Uwatanage overarm throw. And that was Osanayama's first loss. Yeah, and he did not like thing. it. I also thought when I was watching that, I thought there was a message being sent. I mean, Mitakeyumi wants to be considered, obviously, for Ozeki. Yeah. And by him winning that bout, that was him sending a huge message to everyone that said, I... I'm I don't here. know if you've been counting me in in this race, yeah. but I fully intend to um, try for an Ozeki promotion. So it was it was epic. Yes, it was. And the last fight on day 10 was, as we've said earlier, Hakuho's 1,000th fight as Yokozuna. And he did not disappoint by meeting Hokuto Fuji in a big tachi eye. And then he ran forward and pushed Hokuto Fuji right out of the ring. Man, he was looking strong all the way up through day 10. He did not change that course of action. Hook to Fuji just flew out of the ring, though, like a superhero. He was like, whoosh. With his I know, it was great. <laughs> so at the end of day 10, the leaderboard was Hakaho as the sole leader with no losses. He was the only one undefeated. Yeah. Following was Asanoyama and Terano Fuji with one loss. And then following those two, Shodai and Mitakeyumi with two losses each. And that takes us to day 11. That's right. Day 11 was, I mean, every one of these days was exciting. But yes. day 11 was fun. I The first one I really kind of was excited by was the Tochi Notion Tedon Fuji match. I loved this fight. Yeah. Oh well, God, I mean, how it's, silly it's did too. I just sound? <laughs> you sounded silly, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do get really silly about sumo. It's okay. Okay, so we had two former Ozekis, which is fun anyway. All right, so they're battling for their pride, and they're both wearing purple mawashis. Oh, I did not notice that. Yes, they were color-coordinated. And they were trying to lift each other from the belts, just pure strength. Yeah. And trying to lift each other up. And there was this amazing stall kind of in the middle because... They're so similarly built. It kind of seemed like brute force versus brute force in their approach. And Tenna Fuji had just a tiny bit more gas in the tank after that stall. And they just kept trying to deadlift each other, chest to chest, which I can't even imagine the strength it takes to do that. Yeah. And eventually, it was a Yorikiri win for Terunu Fuji. I think everyone was like, okay, I think he's doing great, but sooner or later, it'll kind of fall apart, you know? Like, it's just too good of a story to believe. And oh, I think you're talking about Tenen my Fuji. Fuji Rikishi? Yes. Yes. We're but, waiting for his knees to blow out. Well, right. And so <laughs> that one especially against Tochi Notion, I was like, oh, God, you know, he's going to hurt himself. And he didn't. He, he looked, looked cool great. as a cucumber. He did. Rudin and Onosho. OK, I'm really feeling terrible for Onosho. And he was so close. And I think he thought he won when Rudin stumbled. But he managed to kind of stay upright. And I think it was perfect evidence. Like, 
You know, people always get in car accidents when they're like really close to home. Yes. And I felt like that's kind of where Onosho was. He had Ryudin in a really tough place. He had him up against the edge, of course, where magic happens. And Ryudin just finished him off by surprising him, essentially, in this Hitakikomi slapdown. Okay. Mitakiyumi versus Takakesho. That one was over in a flash. Well, yeah. And this is fun because I always think of these guys. It's a very even rivalry, okay? I always think of them on par with each other. Mitakiyumi, though, he isn't having Takakesho stalling up top, okay? There seemed to be like a nervous energy about this match. And I think it's because Takakesho just needed the win. Oh, to get his Kachikoshi? Yeah. And it was an Oshidashi win by Takakesho. But it looked to me, this is one that had the the, uh, instant replay in slow-mo. And it did look to me like Mitakiyumi's feet did not touch the ground before Takakesho's hand. Was this the day when everyone was really angry with the Gyojis for bad calls? Was that day know. eleven? I don't know. I really, I don't, I don't remember. I'm not, I'm not on the board. I wasn't on the boards that day. <laughs> Hearing was, the rumors. <laughs> Hearing the rumors. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, look, if there was another camera angle I, I, that explained it better, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it. It mm. really looked like Mitakiyumi got robbed, but it was an Oshidashi win for Takakesho. So that was um, that was a big match, mm-hmm. and that was a big call, in my opinion. But it led up to a very exciting Hakuho versus Daisho. This is the only one I remember well from that day, truly. Yes. Because this was so big and monumental. It was. Okay, so this was, I'll just spoil it for you, a Daisho win. Hakuho, though, afterwards, he he slapped the shoulder of Daisho and was kind of like, Good job. Attaboy. Yeah, good job. Good, and it was kind of fun to see that. Yeah. I mean, Hakuho knew he he slipped up up top after a hard tachiai from Daisho yep. and a pushback from Daisho, which had him on the defensive. And he seemed to appreciate Daisho's just coming at him. And he did, like yes. an attack dog. It was so exciting. And Daisho was quick, just as quick as Hakaho, and really kept the forward movement and the thrust attacks coming. It was a belt grab from behind, and Daisho gave Hakaho a twirl. And then Hakaho just got even more turned around, which way is up kind of deal. And so Daisho just simply pushed him, pushed him from behind out of the ring. Great for Daisho for continuing the attack and never letting up. And that's why this, this Basho was exciting for me. It's not just this match, but... You saw some really great sumo from some young guys. I mean, yeah, Onosha had a really <laughs> rough one. But for every Onosha, there was a Daisho match that was for exciting. For every Onosho, there's a Daisho. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always think of them kind of as brothers. They seem to be like close in age and yeah. uh, they're very similar to me. But Daisho had one hell of a match that day with well, you know what I remember from that match I remember there was a moment of hesitation from Hakaho where you could tell he was going to jump up and turn but it looked like there was a moment of hesitation where he wanted to turn one way and then saw where he was in the ring and then instantly changed his mind and tried to turn the other way mm-hmm. mid-jump mm-hmm. and that's when Daisho went in for that last push and I think that sort of that sort of connects with that moment of like yeah you did well kid you made me second think my own move. You outplayed me. I think yeah. that was there was a recognition of you outplayed Absolutely. me and well done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was well done. Yeah. So I would say maybe 
the first 1,000 matches for a Yokozuna are really easy, but the second 1,000 are really tough. <laughs> yeah, I would say. <laughs> would you like to continue on into day 12? Yes, day 12. Day 12 was the day that Takakesho went Kyujo because of his left knee ligament problems. Right. He had gotten his kachikoshi the day before, and he decided to leave. Should we discuss this? What do you think about this? Oh, well, it explained to me maybe some of his hesitation in some of the other matches. There's something off about him. Mm -hmm. And I think at this day we were like, oh, he's just been... He was in Kadoban, so he was just trying to get his kachikoshi and peace out. So I think his plan was just revealed, and then everybody was like, oh, he was much more hurt than we thought he was. Yeah. But if he's this hurt after that much time off, like, that's really concerning, don't you think? I do think it is. Yeah. I do think it is. Because between now and the next tournament, uh, how is he going to get better in, like, six weeks' time or yeah. five weeks or whatever it is by then? Yeah. I'm a little concerned about Takakesho, but I am glad that he took the time off, that he decided not to finish the tournament. Not everybody would agree with me there, but when I see somebody who's injured and they actually take the time to try to heal, even if it's just a few days, I'm always in full support of that. Also on day 12, Onosho went up against Aoyama, and oh no, he didn't win. So now he was down to 0-12. 12 losses in a row for Onosho. It started, like, by day 12, I was like, I really feel so bad for this kid. Well, and it was just such a oh. brutal slap down. It was a Hitaki Komi just in a split second. <laughs> it was mean. It was almost mean. It wasn't oh. mean, but it just felt mean. Oh. Tamawashi versus Terunofuji was mm. that day. That was a good fight because Tamawashi was uh, Magashira 9, I mm-hmm. believe. Terunofuji was Magashira 17. So this was uh, this was kind of a big jump up to be fighting a uh, Magashira 9. Mm-hmm. To me, it showed that the JSA was really starting to take him seriously right. there. They had an even record as they met. Their record is 5-5 five to because five, they right. have met each other before. Five wins each. There were big But slaps. that's like before his absence because he's been yes, he's, out for a long time. Yes, exactly. There were many slaps to the face. It was a faces, real slap fest. Big pushes. They separated. They slapped some more. It was really a bit of a... They called it a brawl, and I would agree with that. It was a bit of a brawl. Terunofuji, if I'm remembering correctly, never even got the Mawashi of Tamawashi. No, he just got Tamawashi just, all turned around. Yeah, off the belt. He just pushed Tamawashi right out of the ring, so Terunofuji won that on day 12. I um, love watching Tamawashi. I mean, I know we say it every week. I love Tamawashi. I don't care what his record is. I love the guy. Also, day 12, Shodai versus Enho. This was a classic small man versus big man. Shodai just basically stood up at the Tachi Eye and took the full brunt of Enho's <laughs> attacks. Didn't move the guy at all. Enho wrapped up, I mean, sorry, Shodai wrapped up Enho's arms, escorted him out almost like a fly. A small child. Yeah. I put, <laughs> he punished him. So Enho got Enho. Yeah, he did. Oh. Hokuto Fuji versus Asanoyama. I would love to tell you more about this, but all I wrote down was Osanayama 1 because the entire day was overshadowed by the next fight, which was Hakaho versus Mitakeyumi. Mitakeyumi. It was the fight of the day. I love both these guys. I absolutely do. I was on the edge of my seat. You got to put yourself back in day 12, okay? Remember, Hakaho had lost. 
the day before, yeah. on day 11. He rarely loses. He even more rarely loses two days in a row, okay? So he's showing up for this fight, just ready for business. He's looking pissed. He's got his game face on. And I think Mitakiyumi has beat him once. Like, Hakuho is usually he owns wins him yeah yes hakaho knew at this point on day 12 that the other two co-leaders have won so he knows if he wants to stay in the lead he's got to win this yeah. okay so more pressure hakaho exploded out of the tachi it looked like it was all over for mitakiyumi it looked like it was going to be so Fast. And Hakaho went in for this big final push to take Mitakiyumi out over the bales. And Mitakiyumi slid to his right and somehow, somehow twisted the upper body and shoulders of Hakaho mm -hmm. so that Hakaho went flying like a lateral twist in the air. Full body revolution, surprise maneuver, and landed slamming his ankle into the rice bales as yeah. he continued to barrel roll off the doyo and into the third row yeah and the crowd even though the, i mean the crowd went wild i mean They're you're going be, wild right now i know i mean i know there's a levels. few fights that make me go wild and this is one of them okay so you're supposed to hold all the excitement inside but it was impossible the crowd went wild at the stadium and hakaho stood there looking out at the crowd and not moving like i'm watching the tv and i'm thinking oh he's stunned that he lost he's absolutely stunned and then he took that first step and it was a very ginger step and he gingerly made his way back to the doyo and i will tell left you ankle as you know as someone who has i have had a lot of ankle injuries and i i knew at that point when i watched him walk back to the to the doyo i was like oh he's gonna he's gonna go out like he can't you can't I fight had on a that. slightly fight on that. different perspective of it. Okay, tell me. This will not go over well, what I'm about to say. Okay. But with two losses and him being a Yokozuna, it gets harder for him to win. And what does he have? How many Yushos does he have? 44? Are you about to tell me that you think he is step? You think he stepped out of the Yusho because he, he didn't want to continue fighting? I think he might have just... No way. Acting. No way. No, he is a Yokozuna. Though he lives to wrestle. Like there's no way after I investing like me just floating this like idea as you like really like, absolutely incensed. no. I I am incensed because after 12 days of fighting at that level you think he'd just be like, "Oh, peace out, bro." No way. A Yokozuna cannot afford to lose. So he you peace lives. out with an injury. No, he lives to fight. And if he could have, right. I mean, <laughs> you have an injury, of course, you take care of yourself. I think that's like responsible wrestler. Yes. But I don't think, I absolutely do not think he was being dramatic and was like, uh, I'm done. Uh, like That pause are you was kidding? not him thinking of his own. He's like hatching a little plan going, if I pause here for a moment. Absolutely not. And then I limp back. Will no. they know? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Because you know, you know, you've twisted your ankle. You've hurt your ankle before, right? Actually, no, I okay. don't. Okay, okay. Let me familiar. tell you from experience. Yeah. I have done this a lot. Yeah. And there is a moment where you're like, "Am I okay?" Because oh, a, yeah. a lateral that hit, happens. a lateral hit okay on your ankle like that can really reverberate up to your knee. Yeah. So there's this moment where it's like, "Can I still move my foot? Did I just break my ankle? Is my knee okay?" And I think that's exactly what was happening yeah. with Hakaho. I really think a Yokozuna is going to stay in if he's well 
I yeah. really do. Okay, great. I'm going to fight you for it. Well, I don't want to fight anymore. I just give up because it's really <laughs> annoying at this point. I have to hear you go on and on about it. I'm like, all right. All right. Uh, but again, it does prove that the second thousand is much harder than the first it thousand. It absolutely does. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't take away my love for Hakaho. Okay, good. All right. Day 13. I just want to spend a little time talking about my boyfriend, Takayasu, versus Ishiura. As you should. I think Takayasu handled this little wiggly Ishiura pretty damn well. And they both had a real awkward side grip on each other, but Takayasu just kept him off his belt successfully, and he slaps Ishiura down, just like a pro. He got his kachikoshi on day 13, which is really good for him. So I always just like to highlight my boyfriend mm-hmm. and say he had a great tournament. What, what was it? 10 and 5? He had a double-digit tournament win. By the end? By the end. Okay, So I got was it. excited that him and Tochinoshin, two former Ozekis, did really pretty good. I believe by the end of day 13, both of them had their kachikoshis, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah, I think so. Like but all in- former Ozekis had their... Kachikochi. You wonder if it would have been more like eight and seven if Hakaho or if, you know, Kakaru was still in the mix. Yes. You just never know. Yes. All right. Sanomi and Tokushoryu. Okay. So full Tokushoryu belly in this match. It just, it, it couldn't be defeated. He uses his best aspect to push forward and keep Saranoumi upright from a much lower position, keeping him from grabbing his belt. And he executes this beautiful push out of the ring with his belly. And best of all, he grabs the hand afterwards of Saranoumi and pulls him back up from flying off of the ground. And, uh, and so nice. he was like a true friend. Yes. It was a nice gesture. It was good sumo from Tokushoryu. And when you see just a simple gesture like that, even in a match where somebody wins easily over somebody else, that they're, they do spend a lot of time together. And it's like if all of football was not on one team, they just all were on one team. Maybe that's not the we best. Are the world. <laughs> we are the Don't sing anymore because then we had to pay oh, a rock copyright. Sorry. Okay, so Inho versus Okinoomi. Okinoomi won this uh, in a battle with Inho in basically a squat. I mean, Inho is so tiny that Okinoomi has to kind of wrestle bent over. And this time, the bigger guy didn't let Inho dominate in his normal world of fighting below the knee. He yeah. stayed balanced, which is impossible to do with Inho for a big guy like Okinoomi. And he was patient and he pushed him back by pulling him upwards. And he did not get Inho'd. Yeah. And that happened more often in this tournament. Maybe they're not getting so much and hoeing. Happening. Yeah. Well, he's newer to the higher ranks, so they're just getting a little no, bit more track time him with him. Out. Yeah. All right, Aoyama versus Daisho. Okay, there was some serious magic at the edge. It was initially a thrust off and a slap fest and some major pushing. There was also a kind of regrouping in the center. And they both kind of stalled a little bit. Aoyama pushes hard, and Daesho is then on his heels. But Daesho, with good solid footwork, advances back on Aoyama. Aoyama has the advantage, though, with his really long arms, and he pushes at Daesho's neck. And Daesho's toes then decide to grasp the bales at the edge. <laughs> but Daesho stops that backwards motion and somehow, with his grip of his toes, stays inside. And 
at that moment, Aoyama pushes and thrusts himself right on out of the ring by his own momentum, just when Daisho should have been out of the ring. He, he, he managed to matrix himself and he stayed in. He barely stayed in, but it was just that split second in which um, Daisho pulled off some magic. Nice. Yeah. The Matrix magic. Yes. Okay. Asanoyama versus Terenofuji. This was an epic match. It mm-hmm. was essentially a Yorikiri win for Terenofuji. Well, we should say this is a former Ozeki versus a new Ozeki. That's right. It was exciting. He ter- both had won a Yusho before, too. Yeah. Okay. Up top, Asanoyama has this right hand belt grip on Terenofuji. And Terenofuji, in return, has a left belt grip on Asanoyama. And they're belly to belly. Asanoyama has forward motion and kind of backs Terenofuji backwards and to the edge. He attempts two separate throws on Terenofuji, but he will not budge. He won't budge twice and he stays on his feet and in the ring. So finally, he has Asanoyama backing up. Terenofuji does, and he shifts his weight to the other side, leaving Asanoyama off balance and in this awkward position. And that's when Asanoyama knows he's toast. And he was, because Terenofuji wins. It's a Yorikiri win. You know what I loved about this fight? What? I kept thinking about how the chairman of the JSA says that sumo wrestlers are the image of health and strength. Mm -hmm. And when I saw these two men... Okay, ignore the fact that Terunofuji has everything bandaged up. Right. Right? Two very large, very strong men, Mm -hmm. powerful as all get out, fighting the way they were. I was like, there's the image he's been talking about for so long. These two big, powerful men going at it like that. It just finally clicked in my brain. Yeah. 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 I also want to add that on day 13, Hakaho withdrew. With uh, meniscus and ligament damage. Yeah. And his ankle. Yeah. And I was watching this one. Onosho versus Shohozan got off really fast and it was over in a second. Shohozan won. So now Onosho was 0 and 13. Yeah. Oof. It was an amazing streak. So the leaderboard after day 13, Terunofuji was in the lead. For 12 and 1 with that win over Asanoyama. Mm-hmm. Asanoyama was in second place with 11 and 2. Mm-hmm. Shodai and Mitakiumi were tied at 10 and 3. So at this point, there's still two days left to go. Mm-hmm. Any of these guys could win it. Mm-hmm. So it was real, you know, it was like, who is going to walk away yeah. with this thing? It was very exciting. Okay. With all those top guys in the running for the Yusho race, day 14. Gotta mention it because it's just so good. Ikiyoi versus Onosho. (laughs) They meet. There's big (laughs) thrusts. And for the first time in this entire tournament, Onosho's thrusts land and Ikiyoi goes out. Onosho gives this amazing little kick of joy. He was so excited. Oh, and the stadium. Excited. The stadium just erupted in applause for a good long time because everyone was so thrilled that he finally got his win. And he had this wonderful quote after that day. He said, I was finally able to do good sumo. It was really difficult. I wasn't rotting during the losses. I never let my mood get me down and had patience. Isn't that adorable? It sounds like a good solid sumo perspective you yes. know 
And I should also be said, Ikioi did not have a really great record either. No, he, he was like two and thirteen two or something or something, something pretty terrible. We should probably look up these numbers. We should, as, as you know, but uh, um, so in the future we will. So from this point on, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much watching all those guys in the lead. So I'm really focusing on them now. Okay, day fourteen, Shodai versus Terano Fuji. Ooh, okay, yes. guy in first place. Versus guy in third place. Shodai knows he's got to win this one and hope that Asanayama loses his match in order to clinch the tournament. So if Shodai wants to win the tournament, he's got to win. It's now or never. So there was a big charge at the top. Shodai went in and under, pulled on Terano Fuji to get him off balance, and then rushed in to get Terano Fuji back off over the bales, I should say, and out of the ring. So Shodai beat the first place guy and is now really in true contention. This was a shocker win. Oh, yeah. And it was so well done, so well executed. Yeah, he had a really great lock on his shoulder arm, and that just kind of kept him a little immobile. Uh, mm-hmm. Shodai did of Ted and Fuji. Shodai's quote after day 14 was, mm-hmm. I went for an all-out attack rather than a half-hearted tachiai, where I could be pushed back. That is all I was focused on. If I think of the Yusho, my body will become rigid, so I'm placing it in a corner of my head. I just hope to be able to enjoy one more bout. I love that kid. Yeah! Yay! Okay, so next up, Kotoeko and Mitakeyumi. Mitakeyumi is now, he knows he's in contention here. Mitakeyumi does a beltless arm throw throw, that is brilliant here against Koto Echo, and he stays in contention for the Yusho. So it's like, oh my God, so much excitement all in one day. And then we get to the last bout of the day. Terutsuyoshi, whose record is seven and six at this point, he's a Maegashira seven. He's a smaller wrestler. He's looking for his Kachikoshi. So he knows he's got to win one more to get his kachikoshi. And he's got okay? a tough match. He's got a tough match. He's meeting <laughs> Asanoyama. Teretsuyoshi's stable mate, Teranofuji, can win tomorrow, the next day, with a single win if he beats Asanoyama here. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. That was a lot. He's got to help his brother he out. He wants to help his stable mate out if he can if he can beat Asanoyama, okay? But Asanoyama's a big, giant man whose record is 11-2. Teretsuyoshi is a, li- is a much smaller guy. His record 7-6. Maegashira 7 versus Ozeki, right? So we're right. all like, oh, the Ozeki should win here. Asanayama knows if he wins here, he'll be tied for the title. So there's a lot going on in these guys' heads. And at the Tachiai, Teretsuyoshi jumps in, picks up one of Asanayama's knees with perfect timing, gets the Ozeki off balance, and dumps him right on his butt, beats an Ozeki. And this was this was the moment in all of these days of sumo when I jumped to my feet and started to yell. I mean, you were there. You saw mm-hmm. it. I was like, what? I was I was on the sumo roller coaster, the sumo express train yes. to excitement. Yeah. I did not expect Osanayama to lose that one, and neither did Osanayama. Yeah, he was like, what happened? Because it just happened. He just, he got the leg grasped oh. and tripped, and he just didn't expect to be doing that sort of sumo oh, that day. Oh, such a shocker. It was yeah. so good. It was so good. But he kind of got inhoed. 
You know what I mean? That was the little in, guy. Yeah, it was an in-home oh, move. You, you gotta know? take like those a little, little guy guys move. seriously. I know. And I have no problem with leg picks. There are some people who are like, "Oh, I hate the leg pick." I'm like, "It's no, it's the advantage it's, for the small guy. Why, why not, not use it?" Yeah, yeah it was typical not? big man versus little man, <gasps> and the little guy just outmaneuvered the big guy. Yeah. And so it surprised everyone. Oh, it sure did. And so at the end of day 14, Terunofuji is in first place. All he has to do is win his fight on day 15. But there's a three-way tie for second place. Shodai, Mitakeyomi, Asanoyama. So if Terunofuji loses, it's going to force all kinds of playoffs on day 15. And so nobody really knows what's more exciting. Terunofuji winning or all these, the potential of all these playoffs. It could be so damn exciting. And that takes us to day 15. That's right. You know what? Of all my notes, I mean, I wrote down tons of notes for this. Day 15 seemed kind of ordinary to me until the match that was not ordinary. Everybody's just watching for the Terunofuji fight. Right. Like, it, it all hinges on how he does in that one fight. It was Terunofuji versus Mitakiyumi. This is a Cinderella story, okay? So Terunofuji was an Ozeki. He got injured. He fell down to the bottom ranks of, of sumo where they don't pay. Like, And he's won a U show before all this. It was like five years ago he was fighting at the top of his game, and then an injury took him down. And I think in this moment when he wins, which he does win, I'll spoil it by saying he won, over Mitakeyumi, who is also aiming for consideration to be Ozeki. Mm-hmm. There were almost sumo tears. You know, uh-huh. you could see it in his eyes when he when he won. Because it meant obviously that there's no playoff. It's settled. Like yep. there's no way anybody else can win. It was his. So this was like when Tokoshoryu won in January at Maigashira 17, he won it. And this was that this amazing Cinderella story of this guy who'd fallen all the way down and lift himself back up, wanted to quit, decided he wasn't going to quit. He had to give it one last shot. And here he is in the top ranks again after all this time healing and working his way back up at Maigashira 17, and he wins the whole damn thing. It was so exciting. And how unusual it is. I mean, it is so freaking rare that anybody at Maigashira 17 would win. To have it happen twice, twice. in one year is yeah. not high. Not high. It is not high. What I was so amazed by after he won, how much he honored all those people around him that kept supporting him and how much he kept saying it's their win, too. This yeah. wouldn't have happened without... Yeah, I'll say his quote was um, he thanked his coach, his wife, his supporters, everyone that had believed in him when he had fallen all the way back down. Yeah, they were the ones who inspired him. Those are the people he really wanted to thank. He said, I'm glad I didn't give up for the Mm -hmm. people that never give up on him in the lower ranks, his coach's wife, his supporters. He owed it to them to try to be as best as he could. And now he can smile again. That is right. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with him. If he's if he's going to stay in or if he's just going to retire and say, hey, I made it back up. That's all I need. I don't know. I would love to see him stay in for a while and fight. People but I like can totally alcohol. understand why he'd be like, you know Peace what? Out. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm back. my goal. I'm, I, after this tournament, 
seeing all the former Ozeki do really well and seeing all of those guys in Sanyaku do so well. Yeah. I'm so excited about future tournaments. Yeah. I mean, Shodai, Asanoyama, Mitakiyumi, they all did a great job. Yep. And even though there were two Yokozuna out of the tournament, we saw top form from so many of the veteran wrestlers and from older ozekis even like tochinoshin and and uh and takayasu we also saw great sumo like we might yeah. have more years of of wrestling for yep. them and and maybe they just needed that much healing time and so maybe it was a blessing but overall though i i i love the way people were fighting kiribayama was fun to watch and Miyoguru had some really spectacular strong sumo that we got to see Wakataka Kage. Wakataka Kage. Yeah, which is our favorite wrestler name. Name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sumo is back, y'all. Yeah, it is back and strong and so darn exciting. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I think that the internal mechanisms of the mind that keep these wrestlers going managed to kind of keep them motivated and and it really showed during this tournament that that they were strong mentally and physically that four month or three month break or whatever a lot of them kept their minds solid mm-hmm. and even onosho watching and that moment where he did win <laughs> the push to get to that win yeah. was epic yeah. and that was just as much of a story to me and just as exciting that like somebody who has that many losses finally wins well, but he stayed the course and what was also delightful watching all those people in the audience really celebrate his win when it finally came i thought oh my god look we're all in as invested in him as i am right now everyone wants to see him succeed absolutely every tournament that i watch i i notice things that i've never noticed before i think that's one of the things that's so exciting about sumo Mm -hmm. there's always new things to be curious about new rules new things that you notice and so i just want to put this out there if any of you guys have any questions about what you've seen Please send those along to us through social media or sumo kaboom at Gmail. We love it when people send us questions because it sends us off on a research quest. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this is to learn more ourselves. We will do our best to answer your questions on air and join us next week. We are here every week. The sumo tournament is over, but we will be here every week to answer questions about sumo in this podcast because we absolutely love sumo so thank you for listening yeah. to our style, style of sumo. sumo here at Sumo Kaboo. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. That's right. Connect up with us. Tell us. Tell your friends about us. Like us. Share us. Do whatever you want. Talk about us. So until later, I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. See y'all later. <laughs>fight this time that made you jump up and scream i think it was only me wasn't it yeah maybe i don't show emotion quite like you do but no i'm just kidding <laughs> I my no i just older. i no no i did i just didn't get up but i definitely like threw my papers in the air 